Can you believe it? Can you believe that just recently, Michael Jordan's jersey from the 1998 NBA Finals sold for 10.1 million? 10.1 million. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Or maybe it's really foolhardy. What's a basketball jersey going to do for you when you die, when you're suffering, when you need forgiveness of sins? And how have I kind of bought into that, whether that's materialism or my own power or whatever that might be, travel? So in our second reading, I just want to focus on the one line, God desires everyone to be saved. How's that going to happen, my dear friends? So there's been a big model in the church the last 15, 20 years. It's called maintenance versus mission. So maintenance means we're just going to kind of maintain things and, you know, kind of keep it going, steady the boat, versus mission where we're going to go out to the world, to the ends of the earth, to the peripheries, and bring the power and the salvation of Christ. So a lot of churches have hired a, a director of evangelization, a director of mission, have brought in new programs. And guess how that's been working? Not too well. People continue to leave the Catholic church by droves, and there's the empty in pews, shrinking budgets, consolidation of parishes, and less and less vocations. Do you realize like 20, I think it's 22% of parishes in the United States of America do not have a priest? Yeah, that might be in the Midwest and different places, but all you get a priest for is mass and maybe a confession. You won't have access towards that. And so these are the things we're dealing with. I, I had a friend just out from St. Louis. They're basically, there's 180 parishes in that 500,000 people diocese, and basically the parishes are being cut in half. That's happened in a lot of other places. We haven't felt it here locally, but that's the reality if you're not open to it, if you haven't heard about that around us. So it's been negligible, this moving to mission. And I think we have a problem, don't you? People leaving in droves and doors being shut, and where's the vocations and shrinking budgets and people just not coming. Something's not connecting. Pope Francis in 2013 wrote an encyclical, Evangelium Gaudium, The Joy of the Gospel. I'd commend it to you to read. I think it's in response to this, the joy of the gospel bringing people in to the salvation that God has for us. But he wrote in it, I dream of a missionary option, that is, a missionary impulse capable of transforming everything so that the church's customs, ways of doing things, times and schedules, languages and structures can be suitably channeled for the evangelization of today's world rather than for her self-preservation. That's from the joy of the gospel. Maybe a more simple image for you is sometimes, and a lot of times I imagine churches like we come around the campfire and we warm ourselves. And it's great, and we pat each other on the back, and there's really no change outside of that one hour of the week that we're bringing it to the world, what God's calling us to bring to his world, which is salvation, which is Jesus. 
We warm ourselves around the fire. We maintain our church. And this is the way it has been and always will be. And people are leaving by the droves and doors are shutting. And where are the vocations? And where's the money to support the church? Where's the tithing to support the church? So this is, I think, very front and center for us. And how do we approach this? Where do we go from here? We have to begin with the end in mind. What's the result? What is the goal of parish ministry? Catechism of the Catholic Church. God has created for us to share in his own blessed life, that we can freely share in his own blessed life. The purpose which governs everything in the church is the holiness of Christ's members. Simply put, personal holiness is the end toward what everything in the church and parish is wholly ordered. Now, what is holiness? You know, that can be like, oh, that can be kind of a dividing term, like they're holy, I'm not holy. How could I ever get there and, and be like them up there on the altar? But it's simply understood as the fullness of Christ's life in us, the fullness of his life in us from Lumen Gentium, the life of Trinity communicated to us in Christ. It's John 10:10. 10, 10. I have come that you may have life and have it to the overflowing. Okay, so we experience that life and we go out. Is it overflowing and just affecting people left and right and say, whoa, wow, you got something that I've never known in my heart, in my life, in my mind. Specifically, the sacraments, we're baptized into that, the sacrament of baptism, and then we are especially strengthened and nourished that in the Eucharist. As he comes to divinize us, God does that by configuring us to the second person in the Trinity, which is all about relationship, to share in the divine nature. We become sons in the Son. We become daughters in the Son through that. Sons in the Son, Christ himself. It is no longer I who live. It is Christ who lives in me. Galatians 2.20. This is the deepest mystery of our vocation. Holiness is the very life of Christ. It's our only call. We are called to become one with him. Can you imagine that? Becoming one with the creator of all things visible and invisible in this world. And how fascinating that is. And what God is calling us to. To say that holiness, the life of Christ for us, is the deepest identity and our only call is to affirm in the same breath that each and all of the baptized are called to evangelization, to the apostolate. Sometimes there's a big breakdown between holiness and the apostolate, but it's really one and the same thing. Identity and mission converge in Jesus. He is the Word made flesh. As eternal Word, the communication of the Father and the purpose of that communication is to draw us into communion. So Jesus is the communication of the Father and his purpose is to draw us into communion with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And what does the name Jesus mean? God saves. That's our identity. That's our mission. That's everything. We didn't say... A basketball jersey saves. It's God saves. That's the heart of it for us. So baptism is a baptism into the apostolate. Our mission statement here at St. Charles Borromeo is to know the Holy Spirit and to live the life of Christ. And what an honor and what a privilege and what a grace and what a gift and what a responsibility 
to live the life of Jesus. Maybe just think it in terms of like, I've got to forgive. I can't forgive. I need to live the life of Jesus to forgive. So there's a neat metaphor between the holiness and the apostolate. So where there is fire, let's say the church is fire, her sacraments at the heart of that fire, that's the holiness. And then there's evangelization, which is the heat. So we come to be exposed and enlightened by the fire and fired, and then we go out and we're the heat to this world. Now consider how the fire spreads. The hot coal mysteriously becomes the fire while remaining itself and even becoming its truest self. As a burning coal comes closer to things, it radiates heat and transforms everything it touches, all of its surroundings. It cannot help but do this. You've been around a holy person, right? You're like, wow, they're just, they're, they're just so good for everybody because that's who they are. Every, every time, you know, they're, they're in joy, they're in power, they're a person for others, and they're just so Christ-like. And it cannot not affect other people. And we had hoped that that would draw people from within, that they would desire to say, I want that same thing, I want what you have, instead of being foisted from without which is a lot like what our church maybe experiences. You've got you to go to Mass. You've got to follow these rules, which is there's nothing wrong with that, but that's never going to work. If this is just an obligation for us today, then it, it's not going to work. We're not going to live the life of Christ. But if it wells up within, we're going to say, I want to come back. I want to be more around this. And not just that, not just warm myself in the church around the campfire, but to go out to the world. It's one and the same thing. Holiness is... I want everyone, everything, all of creation saved in Jesus. Amen? That's what we're created for. That's our heartbeat, and that's our pulse. And if it's anything different than that, then we have not experienced the spirit of Jesus. To radiate and spread that fire. So... Today, as we come to church, I'll combine the 8 o'clock Mass with this Mass. I just wanted to say what percentage, just say 1% was the clergy of all the people that came into Mass at 8 and 10 o'clock today. That would be 6 to 7 priests and deacons. As you know, we have two total here. And then this message will go out to thousands of others, so to have 1% of all the people that will hear this message, the thousands, you need 30 to 40 priests slash deacons to make up 1% of that. So, how much of the church is the beloved lay faithful? Over 99%. Over 99% of the church is you. Called to holiness and to the apostolate. To go out to Vaughn's to go to ARCO, to go out to the restaurant, to school, to work, to be there, to bring Jesus and his salvation there. How is the world going to be saved? You. That's how it's going to happen, or not. And that's the call of holiness and the apostolate being one and the same. Maintenance isn't working, as is, isn't working. I mean, we have Jesus Christ, 
just thinking about myself and I'm, what kind of uni results from his life and mine is it? He's the God of the universe who was and is and is to come. And shouldn't be people streaming to that, his life in us? Here's a challenge from this day forward. What if this was a challenge in the church? That every year you would bring, one, I'm not asking a lot, you have a lot of people in the year that you're interacting with in the world, at work, at school, at the gas station, at the grocery store, on the ball field, bring one person to become a Catholic every year. That's not asking much, is it? It's just one person out of the hundreds that are around you that are starving, that are lost, that are forlorn, that are hopeless, that are isolated, that have no idea, that think that it's a jersey that is somehow I'm going to pay $10.1 million for. That's the invitation and challenge. Just one person each year. We should be knowing the life of God and the goodness of God that goes on and on in our hearts welling up and being that heat in the world because we've experienced his holiness, the very life of Christ in the church. Is salvation your joy, your impulse, your heart? Because if it isn't, I don't think we're connected to Jesus. But when we are, it can't help be anything else. Now, that doesn't mean we have to be idiots and hitting people over the head with the Bible. But we have to say, I am going to love you with the love of Christ, and it's so beautiful. And I'm going to be so radical in that. You're going to say, where did you get that radicalness? Where did you get that love? Where did you get that sacrifice? Because I know this is what I was created for. And I'm finally feeling that and experiencing that. How's Jesus going to save everyone? You. That's how it's going to happen. I came up with this kind of, made up this conversation with one of the first popes. He was having this conversation with Jesus as he was praying for the church, as he was the leader of the church. And he said, dear Jesus, <laughs> I know you want everyone to be saved. And the way you're going to do that is to use every woman, man, and child to bring the good news of forgiveness of sins and everlasting life to the ends of the earth. But what if people don't know about this plan? Or what if they refuse it? What are you going to do then, Jesus? Then Jesus turns to you right now, and he says, there is no plan B 